Guys, I remember us sitting out at Titans training camp. And we uh, brought up our next guest when we were doing a preview a day. Now, the only thing that's changed now, it's about 30 degrees cooler. And I'm not actually going to say her name correctly because I remember using the hot. I don't know why I would be in hockey mode at training camp, Titans training camp, but her last name was spelt like a hockey player that we talk about a lot up in Winnipeg. Yeah, in the same division and as I think the I said, I said, Jenna Line. She's like, yeah, Lane. <laughs> Jenna Lane. I was like, oh, well, it's spelt like Line. I don't know why I'm in hockey mode, but I thought it was a hockey name. Well, it was kind of a big story in the summer. Line A was unsigned. But yeah. I do remember it didn't rattle Jenna. She really did a good job. She just uh, went with it. She corrected me. It may have rattled me a little bit, but I felt like I recovered. Jenna, how you doing? I hope I didn't rattle you. That certainly wasn't my plan in that. But I'm doing great. You know, and it's, I'm so glad that you played some 80s stuff because – um, my folks have this Halloween party every year. They only live like 45 minutes away from me in Tampa. Very fortunate with that. But they had an 80s-themed Halloween party. And I actually, I, I had that on my request for the DJ, and he never got to it. He also didn't get to Prince's Baby, I'm a Star. But he still did a good job. But, but nonetheless, it, it's always a great day when you can start it off with some bangles. Oh, what, nice. What was the coolest costume? I'm, I'm curious. Um, I had two friends. It was a couple's costume, and they always have the best costumes every year. Cause my, my parents are, like, notorious for throwing these like, big Halloween-themed parties, um, and they were mixtapes. But there was also a really, really good karate kid there, too. Oh, <laughs> boy, you're speaking to Willie. Strong, now. strong. Willie, right Willie, in my Willie, wheelhouse. Willie perked right up. Right in the wheelhouse you right got there. very excited. Yeah, very, Oh, very yeah, excited. and then I was... And then I was an American Gladiator, although I know the show was more a gain of notoriety in the 90s, but it started in 89. That is true. My that qualifies. Is that, yeah, well, my problem is that every year I usually do something that's 80s themed for Halloween anyway, like, you know, your childhood hero, you know, so many 80s things. Like one year I was Flo Joe, for instance. Um, so it's like I came up on this thing where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have nobody else left to be. So I had to really kind of get creative, and the American Gladiators worked out okay. That's now, did you do? Idea. Did you do like you know fake muscles, or did you you know you're just you're ripped, Jenna? What, um, how did you do that? I, I have not, especially this football season. I have not been very diligent with my workout, so uh, I used to be uh, a lot better about going to the gym. <laughs> but I have a little bit of muscle memory. But but yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like those those chicks that were on the original, you know, the original the original uh, oh yeah series were were. Had a lot more muscle on me, and probably some chemical enhancement too. I, I don't could be. That. I, I could I'm, be. I'm pretty sure Barry Bonds was proud, very proud <laughs> of that, that cast. <laughs> um, have they recovered from their trip to London, which obviously did not go well at all? That must have been a long, long plane ride back to Tampa. You know, I was talking to a lot of guys about that because they had one of those bonus practices yesterday because they, you know, they're coming off a bye week, and thankfully they did have a bye week. But yeah. And I also saw several guys at the Rosarian Charity event on Monday, and several of them told me, yeah, they're still kind of trying to get adjusted to the new time zone. But you're right, that was not a fun plane ride back for them. And, and you know, I talked to guys, too, that said, you know, they didn't get to do any sightseeing or anything. They were just focused on the game, and it was raining out there. So it really wasn't a great experience. And it was supposed to be a home game for the Bucks, but uh, it was very much, the stadium was very much in favor of the Carolina Panthers. A lot of Christian McCaffrey mania going on. So, Overall, uh, the Bucks just have not done well playing in London, but you know they, they certainly have to recover quickly because you know a couple weeks ago Bruce Arians said you know games aren't must win right now, but now he's saying 
we've got to start winning some of these games if we want to give ourselves a shot. And they know that they have a very heavily front-loaded schedule with away games. Um, and, of course, they lost a home game because uh, in order to host the Super Bowl in a couple of years, they needed um, to give up. They needed to play in London in order to make that happen. So later on in the season, they're going to have a lot of these home games. I think five out of their last eight are at home. But still, they've, they've got to try to get themselves, you know, some wins here because teams that are 2-4 and four that start the year off 2-4 and four only have a 9% chance of making the playoffs historically. Hmm. Uh, I, I contacted our stats and info department. They're great about that kind of stuff, but that's what they told me. And, yeah, I mean, that doesn't bode so well for them. So uh, they understand. And, and, you know, from what I understand, the Titans are, are in a similar situation. They need to win really badly, too. No doubt about it, and that's what we were talking about last week going into the Chargers game. Both teams were 2-4, and four and, you know, the loser of that game. And fortunately for the Titans, it was the Chargers. I mean, that was going to put them way behind the eight ball trying to, you know, get themselves in order to try to play January football. And now the Chargers will have to dig out of that 2-5 and five hole. Um, what? How frustrating is it for Bucks fans? Because you've you've got good Winston, and good Winston can light up defenses and you had you know when you had him you know Fitz magic could light up anybody and that was a fun little carpet ride but then when you get to pick Patrick and then you get to the other Jameis Winston I don't know if there's a name for that but you know the turnover machine what is that like to that roller coaster ride covering Bucks offense where when it's good man it's as good as anybody in the league and when it's bad yo it's really bad yeah, I mean, Winston threw four touchdowns against the Rams, and did they maybe catch the Rams on a bad day in L.A.? Yeah, possibly, but still, that was a West Coast trip for them. Uh, most teams don't fare really well going out West, and, and they you know, put 55 points on them. Now, some of that was the defense, too, but it, it's really interesting, and I would, I would totally characterize it as a roller coaster ride, and it's also very much you know, uh, Jekyll and Hyde with Winston. There's times when he has these, oh, my God, moments. Like, how did he do that? And then there's other times, like, oh, my God, I can't believe he did that. And I've, I've seen every snap that he's taken of his career. And, you know, you're just trying to – you're hoping that there's going to be some, some – at some point, just a steadiness. But, you know, it just hasn't really happened yet. Uh, fans are extremely frustrated right now because this is something they've been dealing with now. But they're going on – this is year five for them. And, you know, I think they were also frustrated because, you know, head coach Bruce Arians has said, you know, it's only, it's only six games for me. Uh, he is, has given Winston a clean slate, believing that, you know, what matters is how he plays in this offense. So all those turnovers that he's been known for and stuff, you know, he's not even really factoring into that. Um, but fans, they, they feel like they've kind of seen enough of this. And it's been really frustrating for them, you know, because, um, you see some of the plays that Winston makes, especially outside the pocket, when it seems like the play is dead, he's just able to make something happen. And um, at the, on the same token, though, it's like he's trying to do too much. He coughs up the ball or he'll throw an interception when it's just like, you know what, the play really wasn't there to be made. And, and since Arians got here, he's been trying to tell him, don't have to be Superman on every play. Live to see another down. Check the ball down. You know, be decisive with the football. You know, you know, sometimes it's just these, these short, you know, high completion, you know, percentage throws that you need. Um, you know, and maybe maybe he had an easier time doing that. I think when Adam Humphreys was there, that's a guy that you guys have gotten to know pretty well. Um, I'm certainly starting to wonder that, you know, because he was a guy that he could always kind of count on underneath, you know, when when the big play wasn't there. And that's the thing with Winston. You've got to understand the big play isn't always going to be there down the field. you got to take what the defense gives you. So 
Um, you know, it just seems like it's one step forward, two steps back constantly with Winston. And actually, my colleague, who you guys know, Teron Davenport, and I, we wrote about that today for ESPN.com uh, about Winston and about Marcus Mariota and how both of their careers began with so much promise. Um, and now it's you're just kind of scratching your heads and wondering what happened. It's interesting, Jen, I was just about to ask you about that article. We talked to Teron on a weekly basis. You can imagine how much we've talked about Mariota o- over the years. So with him now rotating out, it's sort of a new chapter with Tannehill coming in. What is the outlook right now, best you can tell, big picture and contract-wise, with Winston? Well, and, and one thing I would say to that, too, is is no two quarterbacks in the league this year have been sacked more times than Winston and Mariota. They both have been sacked 25 times. That, that's you know, that's far above everybody else in this league. So it's hard when you're not getting the protection up front, you're not getting the the help in that department, um, you know, and they're dancing around the pocket and, and the pocket's collapsing very quickly. It's it's difficult to get the ball off that way. But, um, you know, the Bucks aren't ready to, to turn the page on Winston. Um, you know, I talk to people in the building pretty regularly. Uh, they're concerned, absolutely, especially, you know, in week one, he threw three interceptions, two pick sixes. They thought that they were behind us with Winston. And then, you know, for him to do what he did against Carolina, and this is a team that he knows. This is a defense that he knows. This is a divisional opponent. Yeah, they know him, but he knows them. So it shouldn't be that anything on defense they're doing is is really confusing him or anything like that. There, there's no trickery or deceit or anything. It's it's pretty clear that what they were trying to do with him in the game. And, um, you know, they're not ready to close the, the chapter on him, but they're, but they're concerned. You know, they still think, though, that it's early. I know reports have come out suggesting that the Bucks, um are, are ready to move on and that they're starting to look. I mean, they're always going to do their due diligence, and it's a good quarterback class that's coming out if, if, all, the, if all the guys do, in fact, come out. But they're, they're not ready to go there just yet. They feel like they've still had too small of a sample size because, again, this is – He's played six games in Bruce Arians' offense. They feel like, you know, really for an offense to start clicking for everybody, you need like eight games sometimes. So, um, but, the, but they're coming up on a point where, you know what, they are going to have to start thinking about those things. And one of the things Arians said to us, and he's never going to throw his quarterback under the bus publicly. That's not what he does. Uh, he will call guys out and he'll do it behind closed doors, but publicly he's not going to bash his quarterback. The first, um, this is the first time I've ever heard Arian speak like this about Winston, and he said it to us on Monday after the, the London game. He said, you know, yeah, if it happens again, it'll concern the hell out of me. That, that's new. We're talking to Jenna Lane. She's with ESPN.com, covers the Buccaneers. Big matchup here in Nashville on Sunday, Tampa Bay and the Titans. So, Jenna, I saw a great piece. You probably saw it at some point on, on HBO about just the travels of Bruce Arians the stress all he's been through there and this was before the season and, and the question was kind of like can can you make it through uh again with your health issues that you've had in the past so how is he holding up how's he taken to this job you know I've, I've spent a lot of time around Arians and in fact you know he had a charity event on Monday that I was able to hang out with him uh kind of away from from the job and everything and and he was in great spirits I think you know energy wise he's in a good place I know he's passed at least two physicals um he doesn't get as fired up I've talked to guys about this, guys like Kevin Minter or Watford who are with him, Blaine Gabbert who are with him in Arizona, and he doesn't get maybe as fired up. I mean, he's still, you know, MFing guys, uh, officials on the sideline, which is just highly entertaining. But, but at press conferences and everything, he's just a little bit more zen. He doesn't give a lot of these rah-rah speeches to guys. Um, you know, I think a lot of times he's, 
Um, he feels like he doesn't need to say things that, that guys understand the expectations and things like that. And he also, he's learned to delegate more. And that was something he told me, you know, he, he's got Tom Moore, who's a legend in coaching and, and, you know, in between series, that's the guy that Jameis Winston is often talking to and they're kind of going over plays and things like that. And that's BA's real sounding board with just about everything. He's the guy that'll even hold him in check if he feels like he's out of line with something. Um, so Tom Moore's great, you know, he's not the one that's calling the plays. Byron Leftwich is. We'll see how long, if in fact that goes for the whole season or what. You know, because there's it's also been some, some growing pains, I think, with Leftwich calling the plays now too. Um, you know, he's a young he's a young play caller. Uh, he's had a few hiccups here and there, but I think he's done pretty well. Um, you know, and the fact he doesn't have to worry about things on defense because he's got Todd Bowles. I mean, Bowles is one of those guys where literally you just tell him, go have fun with the defense. You don't really have to worry about anything else. You know, we've also got Larry Rose, who, um, you know, is a former official, having him on staff as well helps him out in that department. It's, he serves as a game management coach. So they've got a good, strong supporting cast. But, you know, everybody that I talk to, there's this belief that, you know, Arians isn't going to be around, like, with this team as a head coach for, you know, this isn't like a long-term solution. Um, you know, maybe it's three years. But, you know, a lot of people believe that he is grooming on his staff, you know, the next crop of head coaches. You know, Todd Bowles, obviously – you know, he'll get another shot as a head coach, whether it's in Tampa or elsewhere remains to be seen because a lot of his name's come up already, um, you know, with a lot of teams right now that are that are searching for their next head coach. Um, I'm, I'm sure he's very high on Washington's radar. I'd say that. But, you know, him, uh, Harold Goodwin, who is his assistant head coach, his run game coordinator as well, the offensive line coach, and then Leftwich, like I mentioned, you know. So he's got all those guys kind of in waiting. Um, and he's told me that it's helped him. He's also doing things like, you know, in practice, and this may seem silly, but, you know, in the heat, it certainly helps. He rides around in the golf cart. It gives him some shade. You know, he, he has had some skin cancer removed from, from his face. And so, you know, that kind of gives him some shade. And he doesn't have to walk as far. You know, it also helps out with his sciatica quite a bit, too. So uh, there's things that he's done, but I think he's, he's in a good place. You know, he's got a lot of support from his family, too. His kids are always – his son Jake is always coming into town for games. His wife, Chris, is right by his side. And, and none of this would have been – him coming out of retirement, none of that would have been possible if Chris didn't sign off on it. She's, you know, she's the one that ultimately, you know, as much as he gets credit, you know, for, for what he does and everything, you know, she's the head of that household for sure. Janet, should be an interesting matchup here in Nashville on Sunday. We appreciate the visit as always, and uh, we'll see you over there on Sunday. It sounds good. I hear it's going to be a little cold, and I also hear that it's going to be a little rainy. What's up with that? I think rain from last time I looked was more about Saturday and not Sunday. Am I off on this, guys? I don't oh, know. Okay. I'm not sure. Okay. I, that's what I'm. That's my story today, and I'm sticking to it. I think you're going to be all right. Fall, are we going to get some fall weather? Because that's the one thing that kind of that's the thing that kind of stinks about living in Florida is you really don't get like season. Oh, you you're going to get fall that. weather. Yeah, you'll get that. Oh, yeah, we're yeah, going to get some seasonality. I yep. love it. Okay. Yep, you'll get that for sure. I can guarantee that. Yay! Well, that'll be awesome. High then. of sixty six on Sunday. Rain moving out in the morning. You'll, there you we'll go. be good. We'll be good. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. Well, Jenna, thanks for I doing like this. It. We'll see you on Sunday. Sounds good. All right, Jenna Lane, ESPN. Back to wrap up the second hour of Darren, Donnie, and Chase next.